everyone, this is episode 42 of AP Marvel, and you know what that means. 42 is... Life's the universe and everything? Uh, yeah, also, um... Was 42 the, uh... Is that someone's, like, sp- sports jersey number? I feel like that's a significant number it for is. someone. It is. Jackie I Robinson. I feel like everybody's number is some number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, someone up. important, though. Uh, but yeah, you're listening to... The voices of uh, I'm Chris Compendio. I'm Anthony Payone, uh, your usual host. Yes, Anthony Payone is here, introducing himself. Apparently, uh, I'm here <laughs> with returning guest Hannah Frank. Hi, Hannah. Hello. So excited to be back. Yes, we are very happy to have you back. And uh, you brought a plus one with you. Is that correct? I did. I brought along my co-host this time, David. Oh. I'm nobody's plus one. I'm the main attraction. <laughs> my name is sure. David Frank. Uh, I'm here to really douche yourself. up the place. Douche up the place. Famous Frank, <laughs> um, family cousin of, duo. Yeah, of yeah, yeah guys. I, I believe I called you a media empire last time. Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> right. Well, uh, if you're just uh, if you're listening to AP Marvel for the first time, uh, we did a little crossover about crossovers. On your it show, may or tropes. may not have aired already. We'll see. Yeah, no, there. I mean, there were no technical issues that happened. None at all. None at all. No, no, none. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk about more crossovers, but we're going to hone in on the MCU. We kind of talked about literally everything but in your in uh in talking tropes. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh God, whatever you even mentioned. We talked about Rugrats, Wild Thornberries, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ninja Turtles, and the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so sweet. Life of Hannah Montana. Yeah, all the all classics. the important ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all the essentials. Uh, Glass. Uh, we did fight not the talk box. For some reason. <laughs> Um, we we've talked enough about class on this show, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was really interested in talking about the MCU, not only because of our Marvel podcast, but because uh, that cliche phrase that just became a meme: um, "Avengers: Infinity War" is the most ambitious crossover event of all time. I don't know if they're yeah of all oh, time. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say of history, but I don't remember. I actually don't was, remember what they it said. It was a great meme of 2018. Um, there was a lot yeah, of quality memes right. that came out of it. I would say, I'd say it actually would probably be one of the, one of the top top tier top ten of twenty eighteen. Uh, there was a few others in that list, but this is not a meme podcast. This is a oh, that's an idea. That's Marvel, good. Podcast. That's a Marvel podcast. That's a good idea for a podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, if you if you're a patron, uh, for a Patreon, then tune in to um Anthony. What's the meme? What's it called? What the, what's the podcast called? It's called AP Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> AP memes. There we go. Ooh. AP memes. Ooh. There you go. That's a good. No, Ooh, you got me. You got yeah, me going. We'll workshop that. But we'll anyway, workshop. I'd uh, I. <laughs> so we're all very used to the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters jumping around different movies, and I'm wondering because people have kind of compared the MCU films to a long-running television show is it is it even like a series of series now or is it just one giant series i guess is the question we're asking we're asking here and i wanted to basically ask y'all how how you've kind of approached uh watching the mcu 
So, I guess, um, if we're talking, like, the Phase 1 set of films, we got Iron mm-hmm. Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, the First Avenger, uh, all culminating in Joss Whedon's The Avengers. Yes. How, how many of you guys skipped one? Uh, before before seeing the first Avengers the first time. Did I skip any? Are you saying skipped at least one? I didn't. I saw all of them actually. You saw you saw all of them. I skipped. I skipped Thor. I didn't see Thor before I saw the first Avengers. I had God. Had I seen like any of them? I saw Iron Man <laughs> two. Wow. Um, you didn't see Iron Man one. I think I saw Thor. Yeah, I saw them all by accident. Hmm. Um, my parents. My parents <laughs> bought the Incredible Hulk on DVD. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, I don't know. It was. Did they think it was a different Incredible? No, Hulk? I don't know. They just bought it on DVD, or maybe I was just like, "Hey, can we get this?" Or, I don't know, but it happened. You had it. I have it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I saw I think I saw Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Hulk, and then I skipped Thor and Captain America, and then I saw the Avengers, and I was like, "I'll probably go check out those other movies." And I think that is kind of like TV, you know, mm-hmm. sure. you were saying yeah. about how it's like a TV show. You don't yeah. think about it, but a lot of people, their first episode that they see is like a season premiere or a season finale. And then they, right. you know, yeah. Get hooked. watch the rest on syndication. Yeah. And then they, they might wind back after that. But I kind of approached them just to standalone movies at first because I, <laughs> I don't remember if I saw the post credit scene of Iron Man 1. Actually, I might have read about it after that, or maybe I read about it before and stayed as a result of reading that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really register to me as, oh, this is all culminating in the Avengers, because you know I was not an Avengers guy back then. I was a Justice League dude. Mm-hmm. Traitor. Well, you remember the, the Incredible Hulk had a pre-credit sequence, right? Yeah. So you Tony saw Stark that if you yeah. saw that movie. Yeah. And so everybody knew, like, oh, man, that's Robert Downey Jr. I know him. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> He's an actor. I, I thought that was a cool thing, but um, it, it still felt like its own movie that just happened to – like it, it, I wasn't used to shared universes because that wasn't really – that wasn't really a thing None of us in were. movies. Like, I mean, um, so – I don't know. It it just it, it 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 just always got like a reminder at the end, like you know, Nick Fury shows up, right? In, um, at the end of most of these first movies, <laughs> um, so that that's just kind of how I made the connection. But it was weird to me when they first unveiled the Avengers cast. I think this was Comic Con. I don't think it was twenty eleven. I think it was twenty ten, maybe, because I don't even think Thor one. And Cap One were out yet, so because that was that was like the big thing was like mm-hmm. everybody knew okay Iron Man One Iron Man Two that just makes sense it was a popular movie put in Incredible Hulk you know th- he's a popular character um, and yeah. then you know nobody was expecting them to do a Captain America movie because the last one from the seventies was uh, bad hot garbage bad movie. <laughs> um, wasn't there a '90s like really bad movie too? Um, that was like a TV movie, I think. Yeah, no, I I saw clips of them uh, via Conan O'Brien and also <laughs> the, the Nostalgia Critic, but we don't uh, talk about that. Fun times. Yeah, <laughs> you've said the forbidden words. You said, you said yeah, the, yeah. Change the channel. Um, but like, yeah, it, it was it was a weird idea to do like captain america and thor as their own movies like a thor movie 
it just on its own doesn't make any sense. Nope. Like, no. why would you no, make no, that No, no, it movie? makes a lot of sense if you read the comics and have an understanding of how much depth there is to the universe of Thor. But imagine that you're, like, in a studio, Anthony, and you're coming in and you're like, I'm going to pitch you a movie, all right? Yeah. It's, um... All right, it's it's like uh, City of Angels with uh, with Nicolas Cage, but instead of Nicolas Cage as an angel, it's the God of Thunder Thor, and also half of it is like an action movie with I'll, like really expensive set really pieces. But rem- most of it, I really is want to remind City you, of Angels. Uh, the movie Spawn existed before this. Yeah, but Spawn, it makes sense because you're marketing it to like a gore audience. Like, who is Are Thor you? marketed to? Are you? <laughs> spawn yeah spawn yeah. is marketed to like yeah. the you know people who listen to death metal like there's always an audience there. that was like what like late 90s era so like, it was it was of that attitude the I perfect guess, time right? the attitude era yeah it was the perfect time the perfect time for spawn <laughs> yeah and it didn't do that well but I like you know uh, like it became a cult it's hit which good. was what they were aiming for it's not good I mean, that's, like, the whole point. It's just, I don't, like, Thor, if you weren't planning a cinematic universe, no one would ever make a Thor movie. It right. just would never I, happen. I, 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 I question disagree. that sometimes. Hmm. There there was there were plans Descent. to make, like, other studios, when they had the rights, they wanted to make a Thor movie that just never came to fruition. And I wonder if it's because... Right, but, like, why do you think it never came to fruition <laughs> yeah, and it died in the pitch meeting every single time? Hmm. Somebody was like... So he's got like long blonde hair. I don't know. Is I, he like for the ladies? And they'd be like, no. See, like most of the David, movie is him David, hitting was, bad guys with a hammer and causing so them to bleed. There are so many atrocious movies out there by like actual like like film studios. Like so many atrocious films that I don't even know how they made it past like the first like screening. Thor would definitely have made it past it. Like there, there are bad movies and there are good movies, but there are good pitches and there are bad pitches. And a bad pitch is, I'm gonna make a Thor movie. <laughs> I, I disagree. I completely disagree. We'll never know. We were never in the room. Yeah, sorry, we're getting off so, on a tangent. I think, I think that that's. I think um, we. I think that argument is kind of going circles. No offense, yeah. but no, um, it will. It will continue to go in circles. That's, yeah, a, cut that's it. A, cut the whole that's thing. A genuine, that's a genuine concern and. Now, now I'm left questioning if if it was just a standalone, not tied to a universe, could could Thor even happen as a movie? I think it could happen as a movie. It just might not be a good movie. But <laughs> like, there's just this there's this concept in in film development called tent poles, and I mean uh-huh. it's pretty well known. But like, yeah. I, I don't know if all of your audience knows what a tent pole is. But it's just I mean... you have a big movie, and it holds up and supports the other movies like a pole in a tent. <laughs> Wow. Now, now see here. I'm so glad you educated our audience on what tent pole means. <laughs> Maybe they don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm joshing, but. Um, joshing? I, I was You're so. Jossing? Joshing? Like Whedon? I'm joshing you. Just straight joshing us. So, yeah, it's Comic Con 2010, I think, but they, they all go up on stage. It's Joss Whedon and all the cast. And you're celebrating like, oh, they're finally gonna do like this big crossover, and you're like, wait, I haven't seen the other movies that are crossing over with Iron Man yet. So it, it, it's, you know, the question is, um, is it is the Avengers really a crossover, or is it just just an endpoint for all of these kind of like side projects that will all justify <laughs> the existence of like the real project of the Avengers? Uh, so in that for in that era of phase one of the MCU, how did you kind of approach watching the movies? Like, were you 
were you like me and kind of um detaching it from the larger universe until like the cameo happens or were you were you like invested in like were, like because you know the avengers was not as big a name as justice league back then so was it something that you were personally invested in uh hannah any any memories of like <laughs> that era yeah um so like i went into seeing the avengers only having seen Iron Man 2, like, half watching it at, like, a random friend of my parents' house. (laughs) Um, Never, like, hadn't seen the first one. um, Had never seen any Hulk movie. Um, I I think I saw Thor, or, like, the end of Thor or something, and I was like, this movie's bad. Um, (laughs) And, like, that was sort of my, like, interaction with the MCU. But then I got very excited about the Avengers for some reason. Um, Yeah. Like, like, why? (laughs) I mean, I will say this. At the time, I was a big Joss Whedon fan. um, And I was like, okay, cool. A person who I like is Before you were disillusioned. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Before you Um, became jaded. Yeah. Truly, the social justice warriors got to me. Um, Mm. (laughs) But... Yeah, like, I, I I was really pumped for the Avengers. Um, I was excited to see... I Like, I remember enjoying Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man 2, despite not particularly loving the film. And I was also a big Hawkeye fan from Thor. I was like, you're enjoyable. I like this part. Mm. Um, so I was, like, excited for a chance to see these characters come together. And, yeah, like, I don't know. I... I loved the first Avengers movie. I haven't been back to revisit it, I think, since it came out, probably. Um, right, yeah. But, like, I I loved it. I remember sitting in the theater with, like, one of my best friends and just, like, like us, like, whispering and being like, oh, my God, did you see that? This is so funny. This is amazing. Like, we were so into it. Yeah, it, it's such a curious phenomenon to me because... You know, everyone, every like opening night, people are going to applaud during that uh, the three sixty shot of the six heroes right. finally together, and you know I'm excited because it's a cool moment. But is it? But to me, it's like, are they excited because they loved all of these individual movies and they are happy to see them all crossing <laughs> over? Or is it because they're invested in the team this in moment. the comics because they 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 know that like. Maybe they're not in love with these versions of the characters, but they maybe they have like nostalgia from the older comics, or I don't know, was that just that good of a shot? <laughs> I mean, at the time, you have to remember like the last like big, um, you know, temple uh, blockbuster movie that was really being pitched as like an event movie was Avatar, um, and then this was like another movie that sort of was it was presenting something as this is new this is something you've never seen before you've never seen this many superheroes in one place at once yeah and that kind of stands on its own whether you saw iron man or not yeah well and i think like crossovers have a couple of purposes um one can be the excitement of seeing all your favorites come together but it's also about a greater awareness of like the other characters too and like if you liked this maybe you'll want to go check out the other ones which is exactly what the avengers did for me like i wasn't excited for the avengers 
because of the individual movies that had come before it, but I was really excited to go back and watch them after falling in love with these characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think an interesting point is kind of like, like remember X Men existed before Iron Man one. Uh, hold on one second while I look this up, just so I can figure out the the exact time when this is uh happening. Give me a second. Did you do diligence before this? No, huh? I did not. Okay, so uh, X Men: The Last Stand <laughs> came out in two thousand six, and mm-hmm. X Men: The Could have just asked me that. I could have told well, that. <laughs> I'm a dingus. Um, and it had a bunch of superheroes that you know you've seen in all the comics, but like there's some like there's like fifty different superheroes, like unique superheroes in that movie. What makes Avengers different than that? is not just, like, a bunch of superheroes are in one place. It's that there's a bunch of characters that you don't have to go into intense detail to understand their backstory. And if you go into it knowing all these characters' backstory and then and having a feeling or an emotion emotional attachment, whether good or bad, to these characters, then you can see them all together interacting with each other in one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have very distinct looks. They all come from very different worlds. Like you can yeah. just just look at the character designs. Like that's the mythological guy. That's the soldier <laughs> guy. That's the robot man. <laughs> that guy has a bow and arrow. And also, that's the Hulk. I know who the Hulk is. <laughs> are we are we overlooking just how like dreamy the actors are They're as very compared dreamy. to the Last Stand? I don't know. Um, a lot of people I mean, like, like you Hugh got Jackman. Hugh Jackman in the Last Stand, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I'm really showing up to Ellen Avengers Ellen for Page. the for the hunk Ellen fest. Page? <laughs> yeah, Ellen Page like... isn't a hunk. <laughs> they were saying attractive people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so it was so interesting hearing the different like because it it, it doesn't seem like people were ex- like didn't like Thor one. But when Thor, no, people didn't like Thor one. Well, here's the thing: when 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 Thor landed on the Quinjet to retrieve Loki, when he like when he entered the movie late compared to <laughs> everyone else, he made his grand thunderous um, entrance, literally, and people at my screening applauded. It's like, yeah, Thor's here, and it's like, wait, <laughs> did you guys actually like that Thor movie, or was that just a really cool moment? Because uh, no one, no one applauded at uh, Cap. You know, when he was, like, punching the thing in his first scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, well, people had seen that scene already. It yeah, was in well, the post that's true, yeah. People did applaud when um, Tony Stark saved Cap from getting beat up by Loki. And, um, and like, no one cheered for Banner, but when Hulk showed up, everybody went crazy. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's my secret, Cap, is, like, <laughs> that's an iconic scene. It's now become one of the greatest memes of all time. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's a generally that's a genuinely good line from the MCU. Um, I, I, I want to rewind back, uh, with Hannah to Iron Man 2, because it sounds like to me, you were kind of distracted, but like you, you weren't really like focused on the movie while you're watching it. But I'm wondering if you, if you know, if you remember or if you've revisited since, if there are any parts of Iron Man 2, because that's kind of seen as the, um, that's kind of the breaking point where you see a lot of reviews and uh, general opinions that are like, oh, this is this is getting into major, this is just an Avengers setup movie territory, you know? Mm. So I'm wondering if you caught any of that back then or looking back, if you could kind of see that. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I sort of saw it in this vacuum. Like, I didn't see it as, like, yes, a superhero movie as part of the MCU. Like, I... Cause, and, like, most of the films weren't even really talked about in that way. Like, even as far as sure, Iron yeah. Man 2 was. Like, I just saw it as, like, oh, a superhero film? Like, I like those. What is what is this one? Um, yeah. And just sort of stumbled into it. And I was like, oh, this guy's kind of snarky. I, I, I can dig it. <laughs> like, well, like, Nick Fury shows up at the donut shop, and you're like, like, what? how do you react? Because they don't send him well, up. <laughs> well, Chris, I mean, I, 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 mean, I don't want to, like, interrupt. No, go for it. Story. Um, but, like, when you're first watching, like, Iron Man 2, I don't think I was, I was definitely not thinking about a cinematic universe. I was mm-hmm. thinking about sequels. And yeah. what sequels always do is they expand the world. So I was thinking about this more like Shrek 2 or, you know, uh, Back to the Future Part Nothing 2. Nothing beats Shrek 2. Shrek 2 like it expands, it, Nothing beats Shrek 2. Um, it, it expands the, the world and like introduces, right. okay, there's an organization that deals with these things. And, you know, I wasn't thinking about, oh, like Black Widow. I guess that's a character that's going to come back. Yeah. I mean, I thought she was a one-off, honestly. Right. Well, and, yeah. and I think also because I hadn't seen the first one, anything I didn't understand, I kind of was like, oh, they must have talked about it in the first one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I feel like um, good sequels and even even some of the MCU sequels did a pretty good job of um, catching people up to speed. I think yeah. my problem with the Nick Fury thing was that it felt very in media res where they just start talking about the Avengers initiative like out of nowhere. Mm. And it's... It, it, People were not savvy. Like, well, not everyone I, was I as like savvy. That. To, that's to... like, I think that's like the best thing about it is it doesn't treat it doesn't like pretend that the characters have less information just so that they can expose it. It just sort of lets us infer what they mean by that. Sure, okay, and that's uh, fair. it's kind of like done in sort of a subtle way. I mean, the rest of the movie is far from subtle, but <laughs> this is the one thing, the kind right. of hinting at of the Avengers. I thought that was yeah. done pretty well. It's a strange movie to me because if you if you were to say to watch all three Iron Man movies together, <laughs> one and two yeah. feel pretty standalone, and then uh, no, one and three feel pretty standalone, and then um, I remember way back when in like like when the movie came out in 2010, I, I had a friend who called it the awkward middle child. <laughs> and I kind of agree with that even still. I think of Iron Man 3 as like the gross mutant that's like split off from the other two. Um, I, like, I mean, I like Iron Man 3, I but like it it's lot, just yeah. like it's so weird and different from the first two. Yeah. yeah it, um, well, whereas like, the first two are more or less the same movie, but with like added sprinkles. Yeah. It's interesting to me that you say that the third one feels so standalone because like, I agree. Like it doesn't really like the meat of the plot doesn't really refer to the rest of the MCU, but like the whole trauma of it is like, because of, no, I I think you misunderstood me. I'm not saying that it's standalone. I'm saying that it's really different from Iron Man one and two. No, he was saying Iron Man two was standalone. Oh, I I, I no? misspoke. I meant to oh, say oh, Iron, okay. Man. Iron Man Two: Return of the Iron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. I yeah. I'm yeah, all, but not I'm the man. Up. Just the iron part. When did you guys start using the term MCU in your life? Because I don't remember. Probably after Avengers, I think, because mm. at that point it was pretty clear that like they were gonna make more of this. 
It's, yeah. You might as well ask me when I started using Yeet. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Lost to time. Terms are nebulous. They, You don't know when you learn them. Mm, yeah. It, it's it's like, so I, I don't remember when that became like part of the... Because that's not something you see in trailers or promotional material. That mm-hmm. just... I guess that's just word of mouth. Yeah. Um, or maybe... Because like, not everyone watches interviews with Kevin Feige. It's no. just like how... How did... I don't understand, like, where, um... Well, it's like a movie series that doesn't have, like, a title. Like, if you're saying, I'm gonna go see an, the new Harry Potter. Right. But if you're saying, I'm gonna right. see the new Marvel Yeah, movie. people say Marvel movies or, like, the new Marvel movie, but, um... I, I guess I still don't hear, like, aver- like my parents do not say MCU. <laughs> really? No, no, no. They say McU. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they just say, like, oh, the, Mar- the new Marvel thing. <laughs> and there are people who are actually, like, pretty invested in, like, they, they watch all the movies and they try to catch up when they forget what happened uh, because they want to watch Infinity War. Uh, yeah. No one says J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. No, literally zero people. Yeah, they say the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> Only if they're oh, talking man. about the theme park. No, we'll just say, oh, yeah. uh, hey, you see that new piece of shit? But anyway. <laughs> this... This <laughs> post phase one <laughs> of the MCU. Yeah. See, po- post phase one, like all the all the movies started like referencing the Avengers, right. like basically saying like, "Hey, go back and watch. If yeah. you miss something, go back and watch. We're not going to catch you up all the way." Sort of like accepting that you need to see more than one movie to to understand the context of the movie that you're watching. Yeah, like Iron Man, Iron Man three, Thor two, Cap two. They all verbally referenced New York. They just call it, oh, after New York, right. or like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's fun to kind of imagine that there's, like, a Thor fan, the biggest Thor fan. Maybe this is you, Anthony. Um, <laughs> and you just watch Thor, and then Thor 2, and then Thor 3, with no other movies mixed in, because you just love Thor. Oh, no, and you no, just be I, so I confused. don't like Thor at all. I was just arguing that point. <gasps> also, I think he was joking. <laughs> I don't think that necessarily all of the movies were just like hey go back watch avengers i think i think that's i think that's not giving enough credit to what like the winter soldier is like maybe iron man 3 yeah i'm not i'm not taking any credit away from anybody i'm just saying like if you're watching winter soldier you're confused if you didn't see either avengers or cap but that makes sense there's a lot of just cap one you'd be confused if you didn't see shrek one if you watched shrek 2 (laughs) <laughs> yes, but I think there's a there's a slight difference. It's not a direct sequel. It's a sequel with a a, a big crossover in the, in the middle. middle. I think that changes the way that you communicate with the text. I think if you watched Cap One, Cap Two, and Cap Three, you would still get the point of the whole thing. You would have some questions like, "Who is that character?" But like, there there like I think with the Cap movies, I would have a lot of a, questions. There is a very good. I would have line, a lot of questions about the world. Um, I feel like all three of those movies have a very good have have very distinct constants that I don't think the Thor and Iron Man trilogies really have. Because Thor was just like, hey, these are three different interpretations of what to do with Thor, and <laughs> yeah. only one of them is the best. But, <laughs> only uh, one of them worked. Yeah. Um, you know, Cap, like, it it helps I that... I love all the Thor movies. Yeah, sure. It, it helps that the Cap trilogy were all written by the same pair of screenwriters, so there was mm-hmm. an actual consistency to them. And Oh, is that the case? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, Marcus McFeely, and I feel like... 
Steve, Peggy, and Bucky are like the, the three constants that kind of make you remember. Oh yeah, like and like Winter Soldier actually, I felt was a really good sequel to the first Avenger because, uh, especially when you when you bring in the <laughs> the actual suit that he wears at the end of that movie, mm. um, that was kind of a cool moment to me. But um, it was it was kind of weird Uncharted territory phase two because it's like okay, we get the crossover. <laughs> now what do we do? Because <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna split them off again, and then put them back together at the end. I feel like I feel like right up before Ultron was when a lot of people. I remember a lot of critics saying things like, "Hey, why don't you just call Tony?" Or like, "Hey, why don't you just yeah. do this?" And it was like this this questioning of the nature of a shared universe. Like, why do people ever even have their own stories? Yeah. Yeah, that's an easier criticism for I think the Netflix Marvel side of things because they're all oh, the yeah. same city. Um, I I can I I give the movies a little bit more leeway, but like half post, of them are yeah. in the same neighborhood too, which really kills me. Hell's Kitchen. My, it's like a ten sorry, minute walk. My city. <laughs> my city. <laughs> when I was a boy. Okay, no no Kingpin impressions here. Anyway, uh, but when you get to like post. Age of Ultron, you have a lot more cross pollination after that. Oh yeah, yeah. We you can, we can debate on like what happened behind the scenes with Edgar Wright and Ant Man, but there was a lot more MCU and Ant Man. Howard Stark was there, Peggy Carter was there. The Falcon had a scene in Ant Man because yes, gotta gotta do that cross promotion, <laughs> gotta yeah. do that temple, right? And but at the same time, like. That happens in the comics all the time. You would read a... You can, like, read a Fantastic Four comic, for example, and maybe, like, Spider-Man shows up really briefly, mm -hmm. you know? It, like, that's obviously easier But to is that do. also to, like, promote, like, the, you know, side mm. issues or whatever they're called? Sometimes. Like the tie-ins? Tie-ins, I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with the, with the Falcon thing, I mean, if it was, like... I think it does a little bit more of like, look, this movie is in the movie with all the other movies because there are dumb people <laughs> out there who don't understand how these movies work and think that like Into the Spider-Verse is owned by Disney or something. All right, I know you have a personal beef with some Twitter people. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying like even when, when like Ant-Man came out, I mean like Marvel yeah. wasn't was still big, but it wasn't like super duper like... Well, I think people... I feel like Ant-Man's an interesting case because I feel like that was the first character where everyone was like, wait, who? What? <laughs> you know? Guardians, though. <laughs> Guardians came out That's before. That's true. Yeah. Guardians came out before Ants, but I feel like people were able to, like, at least with the Guardians, it was like, oh, it's a space adventure. Sure, I've seen those. You know, like, it, it, and it was a team in and of itself, you know? I think, I think... If we're going to talk about Guardians before we talk about Ants, or do you want to talk about Ants now? Which do you prefer? Uh, uh, let's just talk about Ants, but not Ant-Man. Just, just right. a little, little bit of sex Ants. So Ants. Annoying so, um, at picnics. Yeah, A Bug's Life oh, okay. uh, with Dave come, Foley eat, and Kevin Spacey. They was... come, they eat, they leave. <laughs> remember the Ant Bully? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, the book or I don't the amazing run is the what Ant Bully. What about Ants with the Z starring... Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Woody that Allen. That wasn't starring was, Sylvester uh, Stallone. He was just in it. The main character. <laughs> it was starring Woody. Wow. Um, a, a Bug's Life has Kevin Spacey and Ants has Woody Allen. Oof. So, like, neither of those movies really... 
You can't watch also, they were bad movies too. Uh, a Bugs addition. Life was amazing, yeah. and I'll fight what? you about that. Are you serious? We'll, 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 do, awesome. we'll do it back on our own like podcast. We'll talk about yeah. Bugs Life and why it's the worst Pixar well, uh, movie. Get ever. the fuck out! It's Have you heard of Cars too? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's worse than Cars. Wow, too. I've seen Cars too. Wow, are you all right, serious? All right. Are you serious with me right now? I am. I am. David has I'm so bad serious. taste. Back. Steering us back. Hey, let's talk Steering about let's talk about Ant Man. Yeah, you know, let's get off of ants. Um, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, okay, so like Guardians, I think is the first uh, MCU property where people were like, "Who?" But it was like a premise that people could understand pretty easily, and it was like another superhero team, which like we'd had the Avengers, so now we're like, "Yeah, sure, the superhero team, fine." Um. Ant-Man was the first one where it's like, this is a character sort of on its own, like a title character, and no one knew who the, like, I still haven't seen Ant-Man, you know? Um, (laughs) I'm I'm not, I think you're underplaying, like, Guardians and, like, how much that changed the game, because Guardians was like, there's a raccoon and a tree, and they talk. Yeah, why not? And Yeah, no, that... Like, no, uh, no, like I like honestly, we've all seen Star Wars. I mean, that Wars. kind of stuff just hadn't meeting, been done in a serious context. Said that idea, I think it would be a pretty dumb idea. All right, that's fair. And and like they're just really like the Guardians are are unknown. Ant Man is actually like way more known, at least within the comic watching community, than you know. Uh, Guardians. Sure, but I'm saying it has a more compelling... like Ant Man was an Avenger, the one of the original Avengers. You know. Sure. Uh, but like uh, among the wider public as someone who doesn't read comics like i was really confused between ant-man and like the tick because i had seen like a cartoon of it once as a child (laughs) um and i was like they're the same right (laughs) sounds like a personal problem (laughs) well but like i'm saying as like a standard person off the street you know yeah fun fact you know we bring up the tick when we're also talking about ant-man and guardians of the galaxy uh one of the characters from guardians of the galaxy plays the tick oh that's true in in the new amazon series right yeah uh patrick warburton i believe was oh shit but um Damn. Uh, here's the thing. I feel that I, I mean, I remember looking at that first concept art for Guardians before they cast anyone, and I saw the tree and the raccoon. And I thought this is ridiculous. Um, even as someone who was invested in the MCU back then. Mm-hmm. But for Ant on you know on Ant Man's side, the trailers had to kind of depend on like the line where Paul Rudd's like he kind of snarkily says, "I think we should call the Avengers on this one." And you know, yeah. it, it it was um it, it was the, the cons the, the the promotional material was making fun of itself. It was the there were a lot of lines the like, promotional yeah, material I, I, was literally literally Paul Rudd drumming on his knees and going ants ants <laughs> ants ants ants. Yeah. But they also used the line where he's like, oh yeah, I wish it came up with a better name, but um, which I don't think yeah. was in the final movie. I think that was just in the trailers, but. <laughs> Um, so good arguments for both of them, I think, for being kind of the, the kind of a black sheep, I guess. Well, I think like Guardians, what Guardians did and everybody like latched onto this immediately was like, oh, Thanos is here. I see where this is going. Everyone's just kind of suddenly universally was like, Infinity War is coming. They're going to do a bunch of stuff with the stones. The stones are the thing. The thing is the stones. Am I am I wrong? Yes. Thing is no, I think you're totally right. I mean, I feel like Guardians is weird, though, too, because, like, this was during Marvel's, like, 
dark and gritty phase of like sad superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. And Iron they're Man like, three, uh, Winter Soldier came out literally uh, like two months before Guardians came out. Right. So like it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, like Marvel movies had always had snark, but they had never had levity, like real yeah. levity. Yeah, they didn't make a Jackson Pollock joke before that. Jeez. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, like, to confirm what they, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I feel like we should give Guardians a lot of credit for coming first because I feel like if Guardians was, if, if Guardians either was not made or if it bombed, I think the MCU lineup would look a lot different today. Oh, or totally. If not the oh, MCU, yeah. yeah. There'd be, there'd be way less uh, raccoons. <laughs> way fewer. Yeah, After no, Guardians raccoons out, all over whole, Hollywood like, now. Fucking uh, Apple press conference. Yeah, where they're like, "Hey, here's the phase three. <laughs> Kevin Feige goes on a stage and he says, "This is the next movie." They show five seconds of an animation with a logo, and everyone starts cheering, and then that's the all the information. <laughs> Yo, that was that was awesome. <laughs> I just, I just I still find that funny to this day. But um, the the Civil War mislead was was great because they just said the third Captain America movie, and they put and they put on the timeline Captain America Serpent Society, and they didn't say anything about it. And then they show, hey, this is actually Civil War. This is Captain America Civil War, and then they had Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Um, and I think that really shows the the real potential. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. Ultron because I don't. Do you guys I like mean, Ultron? It's fine. No. Like I I'll don't. I'll watch it maybe. Like bef- like upcoming time. Like Ultron just felt like we're gonna try and do Avengers again. But we're gonna try worse. and do what that yeah. did. I like the idea of a movie where the Avengers are like a trained units they are they are an actual team and like mm-hmm. this is just what their life is like but i did not like the execution of a lot yes, of things i agree yeah. that's like i liked yeah. watching the action sequences but that's about it yeah it had it had some good action sequences the rest was a mess i i, I enjoyed some of the moments at the farm but that's it Mm, I, I'm weird. I, I liked listening to James it. Spader's voice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. listening to James and Spader and Paul Bettany talk philosophy in life. <laughs> Ugh, it just made oh, me yeah. want to like punch the like everyone <laughs> I ever talked to in college. You know, <laughs> like it's just so fake deep TM. I can't stand it. That's Joss Whedon. Yeah, I know. Uh, Listen to our Joss Whedon episode, by the way. I wanted have. to save the world. <laughs> did, did you, but you didn't with, want did it you to agree change. with our takes on Joss, uh, Jossy Boy? Um, for the most part. Swag. Mm. Swag, 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 swag. Uh, but Civil War, David. But yeah, I mean, uh, compared to Ultron, I think Civil War was really when everybody started to be like, okay, I see the, you know, the merits of this shared universe. This is what this can do. I will say this. It was after Age of Ultron that I think I started paying attention to what the upcoming Marvel releases were going to be. Because it wasn't... Because before that, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess there's one coming sometime. Like, I'm sure there'll be yeah, more. Yeah, it was very easy to miss Thor 2. <laughs> I went and saw Thor 2 in fucking theaters. And more power to you. Thor 2 was the only Marvel movie that... I did not that uh other than Captain America one was the only movie I did not see in theaters. Dang. Yeah, Captain America Good one. Call. I my parents put on TV, like it was on like wow. HBO or something. Not HBO. Like I saw, I saw Thor: The Dark World, 
not because I was so eager to see the sequel to Kenneth Branagh's Thor movie, <laughs> but because I felt like, oh, I need to watch this if I want to get what's happening in Age of Ultron. Oh, and, yes. and you didn't. Uh, I didn't watch it, and it's fine. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I I have seen every single MCU movie in theaters. Good job, bud. I will say, if we're talking about, like, phase two movies that feel standalone, like, Thor Dark World, like, I guess they find the stone, but you don't really need to know that, you know? Yeah, they don't even, yeah, that's they like, don't that's, even that's give that's a shit about it in, yeah. in Infinity War. Yeah. The end of Thor 2 is really important. Barely. Because that's when Loki mm. dies. And then he doesn't die, and but then he's then actually he Anthony die. Hopkins. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's important. Yeah, I mean, like, Ragnarok had to start off with that as a result, you know? Like, so, yeah. Yes, like, a, a a plot important thing happened. Um, but... I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, that's that's usually where it ends well, up whenever I talk about the dark world. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, this is skipping ahead forever, but just, like, talking about, like, Thor, um, like, Ragnarok, I think, does a great job of being like, oh, Loki faked his death. Like, even if you didn't see that movie, they make it pretty clear what happened, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, totally skippable as a movie. Yeah, Ragnarok did such a good job at kind of, um, because it made a lot of pointed references to Thor 1 and 2, mm-hmm. but it also clearly jumped off of Age of Ultron with the Hulk um, through line, and it had a lot of, you know, funny self-referential things, like when when Hulk started, uh, when he picked up Thor and he started, like, bashing him around the floor with the the exact same way he did with Loki and Avengers one, uh-huh. like, yeah, Civil War and, Loki and Ragnarok. Says, that's how are like, that's how it feels. Yeah, like Civil War and Ragnarok are like the most MCU MCU movies. Oh if that yeah, makes a lick of sense. But it just takes they they just take really well advantage of the world that they inhabit. Well, I think it's interesting. I think since we talked about like you know. Um, so like stage one of this universe is like very future looking like okay what's gonna happen next and then you know the second one part is very backwards looking it's like the impact of avengers one Mm -hmm. and then the third one is just like having fun with it yeah phase three is just (laughs) hey everyone's here like we're having um, a party coming Yeah, what what do y'all think of Homecoming with Tony Stark's large presence in there? Love it. It's the best. Hmm. We're fans. <laughs> Expand. Expand. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I missed your Spider-Man um, <laughs> episodes, but I would yeah. love for you to kind of summarize uh, your conclusions. <laughs> Spider-Man is always having the daddy issues, <laughs> and Tony is the ultimate daddy, so Tony is conclusion, the ultimate daddy. He really is in so many ways. <laughs> He's the ultimate daddy um, issue, I would say. Yeah, like, he covers all the, all the spectrums bases, of it, yeah. you know? Like, and, and we sort of talk about how in Iron Man 3, we sort of set Tony up for this, like, dealing with issues of parenthood, like, question mm-hmm. with the, like, little boy who hangs out with him in the shed and, like, sort of befriends him. Um and, like, you know, feels very inspired by him. And, like, he in turn is inspired by the kid and vice versa. And, like, that feels like a really solid through line in Homecoming. Like, it feels like a natural conclusion to that. Mm-hmm. But then it gets really concluded 
in the next one that Tony and Spider-Man are in. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> Tragic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> See, like, I watched that scene over and over again to feel sad, and then I also watched the scene where uh, where uh, Peter loses the suit to feel sad. Mm. Oh, Why? God, they're such good scenes. <laughs> yeah, um... Why'd you do that to No, yourself? but honestly, I can't... Because they're great scenes. Quoting like Infinity War, like like how people quote Star Wars now. Mm. Like they do, they already do. Just look at any. I'm talking about like uh, channel. Like I'm talking about like a a, a 12 year old kid in 2038 quoting it. (laughs) Okay. Like that. Like that's cool. The same way. Like the same way people say like I am your father father. or may the force be with you. Hell yeah. So you're waiting for when they misquote. Uh, the movie yeah. and they're like oh, Tony so- Stark I feel bad <laughs> <laughs> it's actually that's my secret cap I'm but pretty I feel pissed like- right now <laughs> I feel like that is the true like like it's part of culture when your kids are like misquoting it you know like that's, yeah. that's not going anywhere <laughs> Uh, Avatar, uh, James Cameron's Avatar, very quotable movie, right? Um, it's not a good movie. <laughs> grossing film. That's uh, my hot take. There was the one part when the character of um, what's his face says, um to the other character, um, dances with wolves. Uh, I see you. Remember that? I see. Oh, you, you mean like the you mean the line that? from Bojack Horseman remember that. that actually did that line ten times better. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I was actually doubting that I actually got that right. I wasn't joking. I don't know <laughs> if I got the quote right. No, that is right. I totally forgot about everything in that movie. Just but now. Uh, you know what? I didn't forget. We have a Hulk. You know, that's memorable. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. No, that's a. That and really Marvel's cool. quoting itself at this point because they said that in <laughs> yeah. uh, in Infinity, in Infinity War. War when Loki Loki said that. A little irony. He's quoting himself on this one, folks. Yeah. yeah. So are. Are there any, uh, this might be the question you were about to ask, like, I- I'm-, I'm looking at, like, the Phase 3 list right now, and I guess Black Panther and Doctor Strange are both pretty standalone? Doctor Strange is pretty standalone. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you got, you got tentpoles still, because, like, Ragnarok had some strange in I, it. I, Ra- Ragnarok got yeah. a little strange. It, it, feels, <laughs> it feels almost a little bit, like, alternating, though, because, like, you have... Ca- like, you can't go too long without including the larger cast of characters, because, like, Civil War had, like, everybody in it. Um, then you have mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, which is a standalone. Then we go back to Guardians, which, like, continues... Oh, I don't know. Even Guardians 2 is kind of standalone, though. Like, they didn't do anything with Well, that's Thanos, because it's, really. like, three months in the future after Guardians Well, I mean, won. yeah, but there's a deliberate choice to not right. make it, like, yeah. all Infinity Stone heavy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess, I don't know, that's two standalones. Then we have Spider-Man, but we've got a lot of Tony Stark in that. Um, yeah. Thor, which has like the Hulk, and like we get a ton of references to the rest of the MCU. Black Panther, pretty standalone, and then we have Infinity War, which is like everyone again. Yeah, I don't I know. Um, I would like to comment a little bit about how the Doctor Strange tie-in in Thor Ragnarok is a really good example of showing the crossover, but not being dependent upon it, and not being dependent upon the crossover trying to get money or showing people to go watch Doctor Strange. 
Oh, I totally disagree. Oh, all right, well, I thought. I mean, that's okay. We've we've basically done nothing but disagree yeah. so far, Anthony, and I'm no, sorry no, about just, that. Stop. We could. Uh, but but I, I Look, thought that it was a total to, like temple, like you gotta go me. see Doctor no. Strange kind of. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with the the thing on that, but like we could disagree about these points because these things are essentially yeah. meaningless in the grand scheme of the universe. Whereas uh, there are other people out there who say, ah, it's fine if we disagree on like I don't know human rights. So, you know, we're, we're all good there. <laughs> yeah, I agree on human Wait, rights. Wait, Anthony, what was your, your point about Doctor Strange, though? Some people have brought this up about how the Doctor Strange uh, element in um, in Thor Ragnarok was more of a showing a part of the wider universe, whereas, like, the thing that happened in Ant-Man was more of a forced connection. Like, I feel like the mm. thing... Well, what makes it forced? What made it forced was, like... Uh, there was no reason. It was like a surprise moment, whereas the thing that happened in Doctor Strange made sense with the characters involved. Okay, so you're saying it was better integrated, and like I'm saying, it was better integrated it, you know, as a narrative. I, it, it didn't. That didn't matter as much to me because I just saw like the corporate. You know, I saw the hands moving behind the behind the puppets. I, I mean, I so I didn't watch Doctor Strange, um, and like I, I sort of get why he shows up in Ragnarok because it's for all the people like me who didn't see Doctor Strange um, to basically be like, here's this character, he's gonna be important later, know him, because um, like we know you're gonna go see Thor Ragnarok, uh, like that's sort of yeah, what, that's it, what I that's sort of what it felt like to me, and I was sort of like. Like, whereas with the Avengers, I was like, ooh, I like these characters, let me go watch all their movies now. With Doctor Strange, I wasn't suddenly like, gotta go see that movie! Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it didn't, like, work for me as well, I think. Yeah, like, it, 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 I can't see that, um, that sequence with Doctor Strange and Ragnarok acting as an advertisement to anyone because it's... it's maybe I'm, maybe I'm just too optimistic and... Like, look, it, it is a tentpole. I'm not going to argue it's not a tentpole. But it is... But it, right. it's, it's done narratively well. Like, these are all products. I'm not going to argue that they're not products. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think it's I think it's better integrated than the Falcon scene. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I The way I try to... Um, I try to jump into their shoes and, and think about, like, why they put these in. Uh, other than the cynical, like, hey, it's capitalism reasons, but... <laughs> You know when when you get to the the actual sequence in Ant Man, like what's actually happening in that scene? It is he's stealing the, like a part, it's, right? It's the heist team trying to um, get a thing for the heist that they're planning. And where is this thing? It's in a Tony. It's in a Stark Industries warehouse, which also happens to be the Avengers facility there. And when he gets there, there has to be an Avenger there. And Falcon doesn't have his own movie, you know. Mm-hmm. I they they could have chosen him because maybe Anthony Mackie was just free. Um, the the reason you would probably see in an interview is because oh we thought that uh we thought that Falcon's abilities would um be an interesting contrast to Ant Man's abilities, which I don't know if that's really the case, <laughs> but um it, it's interesting how they can't fly what you can't see. He, yeah, he could fly. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but then you get to stuff like Civil War. So, 
that was the, <laughs> the first time in a long time you see William Hurt as um, as Ross, as General Ross, or I guess in this case, Secretary of State Ross. <laughs> and the, the, the writers are probably <laughs> it's not like... not the same character. It might as well be a different character. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. They're like, okay, this could just be like a generic um, government character. Official. And we'll just like, we'll just like chair, we'll just like cast someone... Like prestige, like somewhat prestigious, just to give that levity. But uh-huh. it's but there are two things. Number one, why don't we just use a character we already have that exists in the universe? Number two, hey, do we want to remind people that the Incredible Hulk exists as a movie? <laughs> and I think that's a really interesting approach. Um, where it's like, you know, if if like there's say there's like you know Thor one didn't need Shield, but it needed a government agency to like get in, involved so it's like hey why not just make it shield so a lot of it i i try not to think it's cynically as like oh that's just that's just a, a plug for something else it's oh we have this why don't we just use it and it, it sure but i mean ways. like what would be really the difference if you just had like the retirement home was not destroyed and then thor doesn't need help finding his dad from somebody else, he just goes right to the retirement home and then he's there. Like, what would be the difference yeah, narratively? Yeah, I mean, maybe it wouldn't help, like, if, if, if Doctor Strange were not in Ragnarok, like, it probably wouldn't have made a difference in the movie Thor Ragnarok. It would have been shorter. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, it worked for me because it's, because to me that was like, oh, Doctor Strange isn't actually a part of this, like, he, he, Last time we saw him, he was just kind of new to everything, and now you see him, like, just on a regular day, which I thought was really cool. So, um, so it's cool. I think it's cool when they're able to accomplish two things at once. They're able to accomplish, hey, how does Thor find his dad, and how do you use, how do you, like, actually integrate Doctor Strange in the world? And I think... Given the choice, they would do two things over just one thing. <laughs> Logistics uh, right. allowing. I think this plays into, there's like a discussion point um, that you had that was like, is it a valid criticism to to complain that a movie is set up for another movie? But like if it's doing two things, then, you know, that's not a valid complaint. If it If it feels like it's not doing anything besides setting up another movie, I think that is a valid criticism. No? Batman v Superman had a little sequence where Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, I mean that sequence was important to the plot. It established, you know, wait, wait, when she Luthor just was watches doing. like YouTube videos of the three other people. <laughs> right, but it establishes like you know, first of all that, first of all it establishes what Wonder Woman is, which is important to the third act, and it establishes what Luthor's goal is, which is to. You know, destroy Superman and then control an army of other supers to, you know, like, be a god on Earth or whatever his silly goofball plan was. <laughs> what a goose. Maybe it didn't register to me like that at all when I first saw it. It felt right. so So, like, th- that's a question. Like, why do certain things register as more corporate and certain mm-hmm. things as less corporate? That's an interesting topic. Well, because in Batman v Superman, they interrupt the movie so we can watch um, Jason Momoa... 
swim towards a camera and stab it with a trident. <laughs> it, it, because there is, there is an urgent thing happening in the movie, and this has nothing to do with that. It also had all the characters, all of the logos, all of the things that were just like, <laughs> wait, what? Are you telling me that we know what the Flash's name before like the Flash became the Flash? Are you telling me you named Aquaman? I think he's already the Flash in that, that video. You're telling me that Lex Luthor named Aquaman. That's what that that's what that sequence is telling. Uh, maybe he overheard a conversation where Aquaman named himself. No, I don't know. That's, that's not even what. <laughs> Does Aquaman ever call himself Aquaman in the movie? Okay, that that is a minute detail. That, that is that is a minute into. detail. But yeah, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's... I mean, just like on the topic of like movies feeling like nothing but setup. I, I agree. Like, it's like with any television show, you know, if like we're looking at this sort of as a larger, like like you said at the beginning, sort of like a series of TV episodes, um, almost like there are sometimes setup episodes in television shows where it's like a quieter episode where like you sort of take a breath and just hang out with the characters and like you don't need that as much with movies because like just pacing wise they're spread out a lot farther um obviously than tv shows but like I don't know, like, I agree, to me it's all in the execution, you know, like, you can have a setup movie that's amazing, um, where not a lot happens, and it's very character-driven, and it's sort of, like, helping us get to know what's coming next, whereas, like, so, you can so have like, it poorly I mean, executed, though, thing. too. I just think there's a lot of, like, room for disagreement, like, here, about, like, whether something is a good enough movie to set up a different movie or not. Like, everyone in this group except me hates Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah. No, I, oh, it's no, terrible. Wait, yeah. you like it? Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, wait, what? So, like, everybody, like, criticizes that movie for being, like, set up for a universe that never comes to be. But, like, really all it does to set up that universe is, like, a couple of Easter eggs that they just walk past of, like, a Dr. Octopus arm in the background. Like that's all you get, and people are like, "Oh, they just they just want to set up the Sinister Six. I don't know. It's, it's subjective. I mean, I there feel like that very, scene like feels that way. Yeah, I felt like it was like, like I don't know. Also, like it tried to do the same thing that Spider Man Three did, and Spider Man Three, no one likes. Well, not those are David's like. two favorite Spider Man movies, which um, is weird. Which yeah, is Spider Man so Three weird. is the best which one. Is so, so weird because We're not it getting feels into like this here. We are not getting into this here. <laughs> no, it, just... We are not. No, if you want to hear David's thoughts on it, <laughs> oh, you no, can go I, listen no, I'm, to I'm not gonna, uh, our Spider Man thoughts. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting because you like the most, like, super, uh, like like bloated films of both of them like in the sense that they have I like all the other ones superhero. too if that if that matters to anybody I just think Spider-Man 3 is the most fun to watch Okay yeah that's um, that's that's fine you know, I, I I just think it's, moving it's on. interesting when comparing that to like our discussions on like you know whether or not uh Captain America appearing for the dark world uh is like a bad thing Right Oh yeah I forgot about that one that one was fun <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a fun little moment, because, like, they could do that at that point. Because he's not there. He's not, like, really shoehorned in. It's just, like, it's a fun little Easter egg in-joke. I, li- I like Easter eggs. You like Easter well, eggs? <laughs> All right. It's not really, it, it, you, you can't, you don't really find it, because it's just the scene. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah. so, are, are we allowed to talk about Captain Marvel? 
Yeah, totally. We did a we did a little thing on that. So, uh, uh, if, uh, do you want to do a spoiler warning? Yeah, spoilers ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I'm like really conflicted on how I feel about the movie. I've seen it once, and I'm going to see it again this week. Um, but like, as far as crossovers go, it's like this weird prequel crossover thing where it's like there's Nick Fury and Coulson and like origins, but like we haven't really gotten an origins movie like this since like, I I feel like since Captain America almost, or maybe I just haven't watched any of the other origin movies. Like I haven't watched Dr. Strange. I didn't watch Ant-Man. Um, and like, no, but you're, you're right. It hasn't been since, since, uh, first Avenger that we've done anything prior to, uh, Iron Man. Current timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Went back in the chronology. Yeah. And I mean, unless you count Agent Carter, I guess, but. Well, like the TV shows in and of themselves are sort of their own, like little world. Um. I'm sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but just like. It, it it's interesting to me how it it all, it felt really weird watching it. I don't know how you guys felt, but I felt really weird watching Captain Marvel. Yeah, parts of it. I mean, were you just weirded out by their CGI faces? <laughs> no, I was weirded out by it because I was paying attention to it, and I was just like, "Oh man!" But like, I expected I as much. I'm fine. not like going into these movies for the massive CGI shit. Which is weird. There was one shot, there was one CGI shot of of Clark Gregg that looked like horrifying, but other than that, it, it all looks pretty good to me. The only the only part where it came would it like um uh didn't seem right to me was anytime Samuel Jackson does like more physical movements because you can tell that he's seventy years old in those scenes. <laughs> yeah, they really try to keep his character pretty low seventy. Key. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like I guess I kind of know what you mean. It's it's it feels so much in the universe, but it's it's weirdly detached, so you can't really reconcile both of those facts together, I guess. Yeah. Here's something that may or may not be relevant to your point. Um Ronan is in this movie. He is. And in the initial Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronan is a metaphor for terrorists cuz he's like a radical you know, religious figure. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, the metaphor for terrorists and, you know, slash refugees is the, um, the scroll. And now Ronan, rather than being a symbol of terrorism is a symbol of the like state. authoritarian, uh, imperialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. Just a thought. I, I don't know. Maybe reversal. that's more of a subtextual one that, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a subtextual weird continuity error. I, I it's wouldn't like a, consider it's like a, a thematic error. continuity I mean, mistake. You can argue. I mean, I don't really want to get into it that much, but you can argue that <laughs> imperialist actions are terrible. Okay, so they're gonna build a space wall, you see, <laughs> and uh, a different planet. And the scrolls are gonna pay for it. Um, so, right, well, I mean, that's the point, right? Like, so if in, if initially, like Ronan was supposed to sort of look foreign and was sort of coded as this, I mean. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's coded Muslim. I don't, I'm not familiar enough with, with that. But he was coded racially to be different from, you know, the, the white protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now is being used as a symbol of 
American imperialism specifically, not the imperialism of any other country, but American imperialism. Which is also that's an interesting super transition. interesting compared to the fact that Captain Marvel has so much uh, anti like pro you know military background. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just in marketing yeah. and right. maybe in plot. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that goes to show um, how different how how many different interpretations you will see of the same character and that's yeah i think that's fair yeah and th- there is a lot more it's it's a lot more um distinct in the comic books because you will have different art styles <laughs> um and you know everything's like they try to keep everything consistent on on film but i feel like joss whedon and say marcus mcfeely of the captain america movies they write steve rogers very differently I feel that yes. Joss Whedon writes uh, Tony Stark very differently from the Iron Man writers. It's um, and so I I can kind of see like where that potential discrepancy can kind of come from, given the shared nature. Which you know I don't think people give enough credit for like how many different people are involved mm-hmm. in this universe to kind of create those um, like you know. <laughs> I I love Steve Rogers in his own movies, but I hate him in in um in Joss Whedon's movies, for example. Yeah, I think um, that's like if it's done well, it's interesting because it's like oh, different writers are having interesting different takes on these beloved characters. But if it's done super super poorly, then you have kind of like this disconnect of like this character is nothing like you the the takes that you see in other movies. And it's there's like, it just does not feel connected, as yeah. Which, you would think. Which character do you feel suffers that the most, like throughout the films? Uh, that that depends on takes really that, who you're that, fa- like. For example, we did an Infinity War get episode. Gamora, and, it's yeah, Gamora. So, so yeah, Sam Reardon was our guest on our Infinity War episode, and um, Infinity War was written by Marcus McFeely and directed by the Rousseaus who did mm-hmm. Winter Soldier and Civil War. So it was the Captain America people making a movie that had everyone in it. And Sam just felt that like they just did not do the Guardians right, for example. Uh, did you want to talk about Gamora, David? <laughs> well, I was just saying, like, clearly she was the most, like, adaptationally, like, distorted. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was necessarily, like, bad. It just, like, was not the same character. Which is, it's it just weird mm-hmm. because he was... He, James Gunn co-wrote those scenes. Well, like the dialogue for sure, not the story beats. Yeah, but he um, like say for maybe he's, like one he's also moment. the executive producer on it, so it seems kind of like right. But yeah, but it's not his final say. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not his vision. Look, I'm just saying, like, it's just interesting that like it's it's a drastic switch. It's not like a slight switch. It's a drastic switch. Well, it's I just remember like everybody was commenting at the end of. Um, you know, uh, at the end of Guardians 2, that, like, even then, there's, like, a nice platonic handhold at the end mm-hmm. between, um, you know, Quill and Gamora. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't kiss, you know? There's no, like, romance. The first kiss, canonically, in the entire series is in Infinity War, and it's, like, their farewell death kiss. It's kind of, like, an odd thing to have in a movie i well i think yeah. the the argument that yeah. one can make for that is that it's like a few years after the handhold in volume two yeah we don't know what, what's been going on yeah they yeah. could they, they could have like of, we don't they could have gone on the... vacation multiple times together and 
Listen, uh, watch out for Tony's fanfic of um, no, no, uh, no, Peter no, Quill and no. Gamora's uh, honeymoon. No, no, no. Garfield and, and uh, Garfield and the Guardians season four. Yeah, um, check out edbydesign.com. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that's that's kind of where I start to argue against the idea of oh, it's just one giant um, franchise rather than like a franchise of franchises because. I feel the different voices in it kind of make it a little more, um, more of a mosaic, um, because, you know, you can argue about the Star Wars sequel trilogy, but, like, the ones before the Star Wars movies, they, like, no matter who was directing or writing it, it was very, very, like, George Lucas's vision, like, kind of a, um... For better or for worse. For better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Yeah. Um, Kevin Feige is like in, he's like the mastermind behind the MCU, but I think he gives a lot of space for his filmmakers depending on what the property is. Like I feel like Guardians would have more space, ha, huh, um, <laughs> than <laughs> I didn't mean to do that until last. That, 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 that is why I'm then, like uh, excited for like the the Eternals mm-hmm. because I feel like it's going to be kind of going yeah, back to the, that like for more who the fuck are stuff. these people? Yeah type of thing with that people had with guardians <laughs> of the galaxy and like it doesn't ha- shang chi who's that yeah that too i don't know who that is i want to say i want to check him out um the guy who directed uh who's excited for that black widow the movie guy that, the guy that directed um that other brie larson movie short term yep. 12 he's directing ah, Shang-Chi. i just guessed <laughs> no it was short term 12 the guy who directed that he's directing yeah. uh shang chi um yeah, cool. He's Hawaiian. So I, yeah, I think I like a really interesting question that you have on here, Chris, is um, does it distra- detract team up movies when you like or dislike any characters or franchises more than the others? Do you guys want to discuss that? Like, who was your least favorite character, like alone, that ended up in Infinity War? Oh, I was gonna go earlier because. Age of Ultron was before Ragnarok, so I did not give a shit about Thor <laughs> during that movie. Yeah, same. Yep, <laughs> that yep, makes sense. Yeah, but he was just poorly written in that movie alone. Like, I think if if Thor had like a decent arc, because you liked Thor in Avengers One, right? Uh I liked the shot. Or not? Where he, okay, <laughs> where he landed on the Quinjet. <laughs> That was cool. Well, I, I mean, liked... I just thought like in in Avengers One, he's got like a really solid arc because he all of his story is is through loki who is the yeah. main villain of oh, the yeah, story yeah. so his yeah. Yeah. his arc is very well tied into the main plot whereas yeah, sure. in ultron it's like laughably separate from I'm the rest go of the on this hot tub <laughs> 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 yeah I, infinity war i mean you know i ha- i have like the, the the case of benedict cumberbatch uh, hatred, but <laughs> so right. So, so like uh, he, his character receives a good share of the spotlight in Infinity War. Did that drag it down for you? Surprisingly, no, because I felt that I really enjoyed this. Him. Yeah, this movie utilized him really well. Like I know some people who did not even watch Doctor Strange are like, oh, that was pretty See, like, cool. I like, like, like I like yeah. the movie Doctor Strange, and I thought that I, I like I am ambivalent towards Benedict Cumberbatch, but I like Doctor Strange the person the the character. I mean. Well, so I'll say this, like, in in the same way that I said earlier, like, seeing Doctor Strange show up in um, Thor Ragnarok, I was sort of like, like, ugh, whatever, I don't care about this person. (laughs) But, like, after (laughs) Infinity War, I'm like, 
all right, maybe I should watch Doctor Strange. Like, I enjoyed him in this. So is there something to, like, if you put two characters up against each other who have a lot of contrast, it helps define each character more. So, like, Doctor Strange basically seems like a ripoff of Tony Stark, but when you put the two of them up against each other, they start to feel... highlights their differences. Yeah, how those differences makes them both better defined, and then yeah. it makes you more interested in seeing more of those characters. Yeah, the um the the filmmakers of Infinity War they called this, and they're not 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 because of Doctor Strange, but because of the differences between characters. They use the term "strange alchemy" a lot when mm. talking about mm. how they put characters together, and they they basically paired characters because they thought like the contrasts would be the most interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, so same thing with, like, Tony and uh, Peter Quill, mm. Star-Lord. Totally. Like, they're also both the snarky, infantile male lead, but you but, really get to see just how much more of a child yeah. uh, <laughs> Peter is. is. Yeah, especially, like, when you see Ragnarok, Thor, and Rocket bounce off of each other, like, that was a really interesting yeah. um, pairing, I feel, I felt. Um I guess going with my question about, I, I have a little point here. It's like, are the Avengers films capable of having their own personality and tone, or is it all just kind of a generic blender? I feel I I want to ask I want to I want to kind of funnel that into a different question. Is Infinity War actually an Avengers movie because there is no Avengers like team or unit? Like, what is the what does the title Avengers even mean in this movie? Well, it's a concept. It's an idea. <laughs> a group of people okay, the protectors <laughs> the ones, there's an protectors idea that a group yeah. of people can come together the rest of this is... <laughs> the whole speech yeah. the avenging league of super people who mm-hmm. avenge stuff and two girls uh, two... <laughs> uh, right. sadly accurate um yeah uh, sorry what was the question again I wanted to answer it <laughs> Uh, I think the, the the first question was, can the Avengers films have their own personality and tone? The second question was, is Infinity War actually an Avengers movie? <laughs> or is it just a Marvel movie? My suspicion is that... So, like... I mean, is Infinity War just sort of a setup for Infinity War Endgame? Because <laughs> I feel like, you know... <laughs> like I would argue it isn't, but a lot of people do think that. I mean, like here, I I enjoyed Infinity War immensely. Um, I, like mm-hmm. I, it's got some problems, but on the whole, I enjoyed that experience. I also think it is a really enjoyable setup movie for Endgame, which I think will be an Avengers movie. Here's the interesting argument mm-hmm. against that. The protagonist okay. of Infinity War is Thanos. And at the end of Avengers Infinity War, Thanos is happy, content, and complete. If any Totally. If like if literally like if 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 we didn't give a shit about anybody else, but we only care but like like we cared about just cared about Thanos, like Thanos did a good thing, and that's uh-huh. how it ended, that would be pretty great for it's Thanos. It's an arc. That would be that would be all wrap it up. Good to go. Totally. <laughs> Thanos has a, a like Joseph's Campbell <laughs> journey almost uh, through this. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, so do most villains. I, I don't think well, that there's anything really astounding about the amount of screen time that Thanos no, gets no, no, as opposed no. to like I, I don't villains think it's in a, other movies. No. I don't think it's astounding. I think it's just 
normal like he's the he's only the consistent thing he's the protagonist yeah. in a movie no he's not the protagonist yes, he is. Yes, he is. anthony he's the, he's, protag- he's the antagonist like when you see the joker the joker's the first character we see in the dark knight but, and but who, you know who he's wins, there throughout the movie who is the character that fulfills the goal that they accomplished at the beginning that they wanted that they tried well to you can argue the joker to... won the dark knight but because like, he basically like he gets harvey <laughs> dead fucking that's, killed you know? I, Anthony, I think that's a little reductive because you could say, like, Voldemort is the, like, protagonist of the fourth Harry Potter movie, which would not be true, you know. Okay. Like, but, but he accomplishes his goal. But, I, but like, I think the, the thing is, is that other, like, people have talked about how Thanos is the, like, is not, it's not the Avengers and the heroes that are the focus. It's sure. Thanos that is the main focus of us. But it is though. So okay, here, here's my uh, here's my compromise uh, opinion. Here, okay, I'm gonna be the centrist here, and um, so <laughs> whenever I, I I would call Thanos a protagonist, but I would put that in quotation marks. <laughs> I, yes. I I feel yes. like he yes. is sure. he is the he is Great. not the hero. He is not, he, but he has he is the focus of the movie. He is the one that is easiest to track, in my opinion. He's yeah. the only one who is in all. He's I, in all. Of, I don't know if I agree with that. He's in all even. through lines. He's in all of the different storylines of the movie. He's the only character who's in all of them. <laughs> he's he's almost the MacGuffin. Hmm. Like he like you know. But we don't even necessarily like know Thanos's you know motivation at the beginning. Like we learn it as sort of a mystery reveal, which is very similar to most villain stories. Whereas, like, the other characters, we know their motivations going in, and that's why we relate to them, and that's why we want them to succeed. I, I don't know. Like, I, I really want Thor to succeed because he wants revenge he wants, for his Okay, but we don't have to want a hero to succeed. Like, we don't have to want the protagonist to succeed for them to still be the protagonist. You know, like, that's anti-heroes it. are protagonists all the time. And to, and to argue that but also... we still want them to succeed in their goals. To, to add to that comment, anti- we, don't need to, we don't need to know the goal of the, the protagonist at the beginning of the movie either. There's a lot of movies that tackle that, where the goal is explained over the course of the film, and then they achieve that at the end. It's not like a clear cut, yeah. oh, their goal is this. Because at the beginning, you're just like, oh, Thanos' goal is to collect all the stones. But why does he I, want to collect I all like the stones? I like Thor. I like Thor. I like Thor, and he he wants to get revenge, and he gets a he gets a, an axe hammer. A yeah, hammer everyone axe. has an arc. I mean, movie, you know, it's just that I think Thor. Yeah, has, I think, it's I very think good. Thanos has the like the 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 largest overarching one. I feel. I feel like everything else. I feel like everyone else's arc is kind of umbrellaed under his. Yeah, well, so I I feel like, sort of to answer your question then, this is maybe a Thanos film rather than an Avengers film, you know? Like, like, maybe that's stupid, but like... Thanos has his own problems that we have discussed and dissected pretty rigorously. I mean, yeah. But like, that's not... For sure. Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, because that is just... Yeah, he sucks, we get that. Um, but the idea is that, like, he, that is, he is the focus of this movie, and the Avengers are reacting to Thanos. Thanos is not reacting to the Avengers. But villains always drive them. I'm just whatever. <laughs> we're moving on. The, the point being, the point being, as far as like this movie being an Avengers movie, being a crossover movie of different characters, or being like a bunch of different movies just kind of smushed together, like. You can kind of view this like uh, Arrested Development Season 4, 
Um, you know, it's a it's a Rashomon of stories that all culminate in one big climactic scene. Okay, uh, sort Robert of Altman see that. was kind of the main inspiration for the Russo brothers. Uh, a jumpy ensemble film that's three hours long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have not seen Nashville, but I have seen Arrested Development, and the Russo brothers did direct <laughs> some episodes of that. <laughs> But I know the Russo brothers, you know, they've done stuff like this as well. You know, they do Arrested Development type stories, which are all about a bunch of different characters off accomplishing their own goals that all come together in the end for one crazy not so soon. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then usually Arrested Development episodes end like in a really stupid way. But, and the status uh, quo is returned. Everyone dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Arrested <laughs> Development so crossed over with uh with the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> No, just fantastic. in multiple oh, spots. Right. That's true. We did mention that. How would you define an Avengers movie? Like, are is are the Avengers line of movies? Are they their own series, or are they just kind of like a like a special limited event? Um, Maybe this is stupid to say, but I feel like we've had so few of them. Question mark. Like. Hmm. You know, like, we have, like, the first Avengers film, then we have uh, Age of Ultron, and then we have Infinity War. So, like, that's three films out of, like, how many, you know? 20-something yeah. at this point. Yeah. And, and, like, I would, like, on instinct, I want to say Captain America Civil War is an Avengers film, because everyone's in it, but, like, technically it's not, but it it feels that way. Um, so, like, but even so, that's still only, like, four movies out of 20-plus films, and two of them were directed by the same guy, and, like, the others were, like, I guess also both directed yeah, by the Russo's, but, like... the reason why I don't, I would never call Civil War an Avengers movie, just because it has the Avengers in it, is because I feel that, kind of going back to my point about, oh, he has the through lines of... Steve, Bucky, and Peggy. Um, it also has a very, it has a more muted aesthetic, um, just visually. Whereas I feel like Infinity War, because it has so much cosmic stuff, it has a lot. It has a lot. It has like a larger color color palette. Well, there's a big visual d- distinction, but I think you're also hitting on the the main thing, which is just like Avengers or Captain America: Civil War has a singular protagonist. And all the re- like, all the rest of the yeah, Avengers exactly. that appear in the movie, they're either sidekicks to him or they're antagonists. But I mean, like Age of Ultron, you could almost paint Tony as like the singular protagonist a little bit, you know? I I don't know if I'd characterize it that way though, because I mean, there's so much banner in there. I I don't know. To me, Age of Ultron feels like Tony's story. But then, like, we also have crap yeah, right. with other people involved in the same way that in, like, Captain America Civil War, like, that's Cap's story. But, like, we also have a lot of shit going on with Tony and, like, other people and Bucky and Wakanda and, like, all of that, you know? Like, it feels you're, similar. You're right. Arguing for a different day. But, um, <laughs> sure. I, I, I feel that um, when you look at Avengers 1... It looks very generic. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very... 
Well, well Hannah, it was now because everyone's borrowed that aesthetic. But like well, at the time, wait, it was very Hannah, visually striking. You said you haven't you haven't seen Avengers one since it came out. Yeah, I don't think it. I have. I don't think it would hold up well if you were yeah, watching it. Today. You have to go into it kind of being like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be super campy. Right. Well, I won't even say it's campy. It's just it, it the the. Even just like the image quality looks very television ish. Mm. It's uh, like when you when you look at how um, m- more specifically, I would say the Phase Three movies use color a lot better. But I I kind of get why Avengers One did that. It's because Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor all had different color palettes in this movies. So when Joss Whedon put them all together, it's like, okay, <laughs> just, just make it all normal. Right. <laughs> that, way, <laughs> that way they're not clashing. Too comic yeah. booky already. Yeah. And so going with that, I feel like Infinity War, I think Infinity War did a more comprehensive um, job at combining things together because, uh, you know, like, like there, there were some Earthbound scenes that looked like something from Civil War, for example. But then you had like the space scenes. You had... Thor and Guardians focus scenes, and then you had, you know, the, the Russos would consult the production designers and the costume designers, and the they were filming. They were filming Black Panther. Black Panther. While Infinity War was being filmed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they just they just hit up their buds right. next door. It's like, hey, can you tell us how to do Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, and, in terms of color, like you were saying, like maybe this plays into your point that like Thanos is the most important part of Infinity War. Which is, it, the whole movie just kind of reminds me of, like, the Eric Andre bit, what if it was purple? <laughs> <laughs> what if this were Battlefield Earth starring John Travolta? What if it was purple? purple. <laughs> what if it was purple? <laughs> yeah. I also love the anecdote of uh, just, hey, like, what are some, like, what are some things that you guys would say, like, your characters? So, it, 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 it like, to me, that approach of directing of, um, and, you know, it, the, the Russos have the advantage of this over Whedon because by the time the Russos are making Infinity War, there is more MCU to work off of. <laughs> but you're, there, he he basically said to the Black Panther mm-hmm. performers and the Guardians performers, like, hey, you guys just do you. You know your characters better than we do. Um, So, I don't know. Right. Is, is Infinity War the most ambitious crossover? <laughs> and I think that's cool. I like that. It's pretty damn ambitious. Well, well semblance of the word, I, yeah. I mean, one thing we didn't talk about at all, um, which I don't think we're going to really have a lot of time to get into, is the TV shows and how, like, all of the non-movie properties cross over into this shared universe. Um and it's it's very minimally, but in the podcast that we did for um, David and I for talking tropes, Chris, you brought up the fact um, that Shield tied in with mm. um, Winter Soldier when that was coming out, um, and like I, I just remember being as excited about that as I was about um, the first Avengers film. Because it felt totally new, and it really just felt like this exciting new opportunity for storytelling. And, like, maybe it's not really feasible, um, like, financially, but I I wish it was. Because, like, it's, it's such an interesting tactic that 
I, I don't know, like the storytelling nerd in me just like comes out whenever it's like, and then you go over here and find more story. Transmedia storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Like Now I'm open like, this app on your phone to see what happens next. Oh, uh, God, no. You have to pay no. 99 cents. <laughs> no. Too far. Buy the scratch and sniff. <laughs> Like it, 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 it's 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 so hard to get audiences to cross platforms like that. Like I, I work in publishing and like grew up like reading a shit ton of books, and I have never done an interactive like book media like thing. Like they're just two separate experiences for me. Like I've never found one was that, that worked. Wasn't it like a JJ Abrams thing that he did recently where it was like a book? Well, app? no, it wasn't an app. It was just there was crap stuffed into the book. Um which I kind of <laughs> oh, I kind yeah. of liked that. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually have through. that book. I bought it when I was yeah. younger. I don't know how if it's good or not cuz I haven't opened it yet. It was it was compelling in the way that all JJ Abrams things are compelling, but Gotta then I never finished it. Mystery box. So Exactly. It, is, it, is. it was literally a mystery it box. It was literally a mystery box. <laughs> yeah. Um but but like it, it's just interesting to me that like like there are very few things that I feel like cross medium really well and I I I think when it's at its best the MCU does that and like at its worst it's the fucking defenders, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, when when you really think about it, there was a time where everyone was really, really excited about Marvel Cinematic Universe because, yeah, you're right, it was doing things that literally had never been done before. No one had ever done a crossover of, um, what is it, four different movies? Or was it five? Uh, four. Yeah, for the first Avengers. Hulk, four characters, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. So four five movies? Five movies, four characters. Five movies, four characters. Yeah, so it was like four different like franchises literally coming into one, uh, one film, and then they did uh, one medium transitioning and affecting a different medium. But then, like nobody cared when they did a bunch of TV shows crossing over with each other <laughs> because they did a bad job at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I actually tried to rewatch uh, some defenders. Like I, I've been. I you guys know I've been rewatching Agents of Shield lately, and just to humor the defenders a little bit, I just kind of jumped in the middle of that just to see how it still Oof. holds up. And there are so many little things that I think like could have been cool about it, like. I think a lot of the direction works. I think I'll, I like how what they do with the color palettes and a lot of the, uh, like they're all small things. At its core, the writing was just just not there, and it was just it wasn't even a disaster. It was just kind of underwhelming to me. Just kind of it was really me. boring, which is yeah, like, exactly. in my opinion, the worst thing that a piece of media can <laughs> sure. be is like really boring. Yeah. So I, I guess you maybe you made me think of a final question to ask here. Great. So we did Avengers. <laughs> I at the time I thought that was like the biggest thing you can ever do. <laughs> Six years later, they do something even bigger. No one really knows what's gonna happen. Um, you know, Far From Home is the last officially announced, um, like on the schedule film from Marvel Studios. You know, we know like other other stuff is coming up after that, but you know we haven't had the Apple press conference as we call it uh, to <laughs> line it all up. But what like is is have they played their one or I guess two cards? Is that all? They is that the height 
of what they can do. Is there anything else that Marvel Studios can do, or Marvel television, television maybe? Yes. Is there anything else they can do to make you still excited that will make the the novelty of the MCU still feel fresh? Uh, I don't know what that is. Yes, so I want to know what what you think, David. It's Elseworld comics. We haven't done Elseworld movies yet. Can no. you elaborate what that means? Oh, what so Elseworld is. Elseworld comics are, uh, you know, a, a type of comic book where you explore a hypothetical well, universe comics? using the same They're characters that. that you're familiar with, but with some kind of twist. A yeah. uh, classic example is Red Sun, uh, a what if, 16, you know, Superman 92, was I think is one of them. a Ruski. 16-something-something? Yeah, that's another one. Is is, like, basically the Marvel universe. I forget. It's, I think it's like a rev... It's one of the many it's Marvel Universe Elseworlds that that people yeah, like. Yeah, they're called What If Comics. They're doing. Uh, they're actually going to be right. They're What If Comics, and I think what what we're. I think the next step, and maybe this is not where they're going at all, but if it were me running the Marvel Universe, once we've gotten to a point where continuity is at peak continuity, <laughs> and no one cares anymore about like, well, remembering all this history of ten years of films. That's when you start doing playing with the notion of we don't need to use continuity, but people recognize these characters. Mm. They know what these characters are like. Well, they are actually doing what if comics, David. They are doing a an animated series instead of a live action. That way, it'll be easier to get the uh, the actors. I guess that's DC, no, right? No. Uh, no, Marvel. Marvel, Marvel is doing a Disney what Plus. if series. Apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Else there World, you go. That's no. great. Elseworld, I'm excited Elseworld for that. Is the DC version of what if comics? Do you think they would make? Well, I mean, I, I can't imagine Marvel making a non-canon live-action movie, but you know, they can break their own rules. Like, there's no real precedent for what they're doing right now, so I could very well be wrong. I just can't imagine. Like, I, I would think like it would be an interesting thing to do with that, especially if you introduce like the idea of, of a multiverse into the oh, don't do it, don't you know, do Marvel it. canon, <laughs> where something can be kind of canon no, but not no, really. I don't canon. want. I don't want it either. Screen. As someone who's literally watched these movies forever, well, no. Okay, okay, Marvel Zombies. Are they going to make that movie? <laughs> Disney Plus, if they do a Disney Plus animated nope. Marvel Zombies? Sure. Why not? Hmm. What, you don't want to see zombie Chris Hemsworth eat uh, zombie <laughs> Natalie Portman? You don't think oh they can get the God. actors for that? <laughs> Jeez. Nope. So again, much easier to draw than to get AAA actors for. Uh, poor Natalie Portman. Hmm. I love that anecdote of the post credit scene of Thor The Dark World where um, Thor returns to Earth and he kisses Natalie Portman. But Natalie Portman was not available. So instead they got from the back um, Elsa Pataki, who is also Chris Hemsworth's wife, <laughs> to play the role. <laughs> During this performance of Thor The Dark World, the role of <laughs> Jane Foster will be played by Chris Hemsworth's wife. Anywho, uh, did anyone else have anything to say on that question of, like, what else can they do? I, I think that was just David who answered that. <laughs> Does anyone have any ideas? Not that they're going to totally use them, because I don't think Kevin Feige listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, uh, I mentioned uh, the Eternals, and I think that will be pretty cool. What are the Eternals? Uh, it's a movie coming up. It's already been announced. Uh, oh, it's... whoops. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm a fake fan! No, no, you don't. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. You guys, not a lot of people know. I don't really it's, know anything about them. Either. It's basically <laughs> a bunch of space. It's a bunch of space people. 
They're a bunch of space dudes. <laughs> a bunch of space dudes. Well, that that's the that's the new thing they're gonna do to excite everyone now that the novelty of the crossover wears off. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. They did it with Guardians. Well, well, for one thing, we know like for sure they're gonna do is they're gonna bring in all of the Fox characters at some point. Yeah, but like. Yeah. Does anyone is that is that really a novelty anymore? Like we we're so familiar with those characters. Do you think they're gonna do a Star Wars Marvel crossover? Well, Pat Oswalt no. uh, has something cooking up. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, like, are there no more gimmicks left to do? I mean, you can bring in characters, but like, you know, what if it would be a gimmick? But. Yeah. I I I can't think of any. I don't know. There's again, there's no precedent for this. I think whatever they do, they're going to have to I I think take a step back um after whatever happens in Infinity War Endgame. Um just because I I think at this point we're like we're we're all ready for it, but I think we're starting to hit that fatigue point again that people were starting to hit around the like um post uh Avengers era with mm-hmm. like Thor Dark World and like Winter Soldier and just like all of these films that were like really serious and really kind of like self-important in kind of weird ways like whether or not you agree that they are as important (laughs) as they feel they are like like they take themselves very very seriously whereas like Ragnarok doesn't you know Hmm. um like I I think there's gonna have to be some kind of tone shift and I think after seeing them all together it's gonna feel really nice to have people sort of break off into their own stories again right yeah so obviously the gimmick they would use next would not be like avengers 5 would just be even more people (laughs) like i think it would be super interesting to see like another sort of small scale avengers movie i guess where it's like maybe there's new avengers um like we've got spider-man and black panther and like the others have sort of either stepped back or retired i don't know what all the plans are um but yeah maybe we're overthinking this maybe literally every movie for the next you know 40 years is going to be different permutations of we haven't tried this character with this character yet. We haven't tried that character with that character. And, like, just every combination is a new movie. Just yeah, more buddy but... cops, like uh, Thor and Hulk. <laughs> sure. I, I feel like if, 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 if like, Avengers <laughs> 5 were... Um, if, if Avengers 5 were just a standard movie that had Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and whoever else, mm-hmm. the the... People would watch it because they like those characters, not because it's a crossover movie. For sure. Which is the opposite of Avengers 1, where it's like, maybe they don't care about the characters, they just like that it's a crossover movie. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, would people still be excited for that? And maybe they would in a different way. I would. But But that's because I'm weird. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not because because um, I'm weird, it's just because I enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, good thing we figured out the entire MCU uh, for the next 20 years, just now. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll. If you guys uh, want more of my my bad opinions uh, on Spider Man and uh, Bugs Life, apparently, also uh, Doctor Who, go check out. Also Doctor Who, we have really bad opinions about Doctor Who. Um, uh, 
Come check out our podcast, Talking Tropes. Uh, every week we discuss um, either you know the tropes of a particular piece of media or a particular uh, page on TVTropes.com, and uh, we just dissect it, talk about the history, the present, what we like and we dislike, and the future of uh, all the tropes. I want to see. I want to see a bug episode from y'all now. Bugs. It can happen. We just did a penguin. <laughs> we just episode. did every penguin movie. Yeah, yeah. No, and now, yeah, now penguins the doors wide open. Do you guys hear about that new Rambo movie? Uh, what? Rambo nope. Last Blood, I think. Is what Rambo it's Last Blood. It's like, and in, it's about it's Mexico. Rambo I think. goes to Mexico. Yep. <laughs> and then they make Last Blood Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last blood. No, <laughs> <laughs> the last drop. <laughs> Rambo, the last samurai. But, uh, so you guys Tom are Cruise. on uh, Talking Tropes is on Twitter. Correct? It is. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, mm-hmm. talk to us at Talking Tropes. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Patreon at Talking Tropes. Um, and yeah, we're we're anywhere podcasts are found. Yeah, pretty much. Um, on the AM radio, no. Um, <laughs> similarly, AP Marvel is on Twitter at AP Marvel. We also have a Facebook page. We have a uh, God. I don't know why. I just wrote social media plugs down, and I don't know why I'm struggling <laughs> to think of all the social media platforms we're on. But we, we, have, are, we have so many social media platforms. Hair yeah, forth, Tumblr. So cool. um, <laughs> yeah, Tumblr. Woo, Tumblr. T- we have a MySpace. Uh, we have yeah, a Google um, Plus. Uh, Friendster. Um, we have a we have a, a Pinterest. I got an email today uh, saying, hey, do you want to save all your Google Plus um, information before we close down? And I'm like, nah. But <laughs> we are also... I didn't even know. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube, if you want to listen to podcasts on YouTube. And I know people do. So I'm not making fun of them. <laughs> uh, and Overcast, Pocket Cast, every cast you can think of. Leave a review. We love reviews, even bad ones. But yeah, tell us what you like. Bad, if you hate what I'm, if you hate the words that come out of my mouth, uh, tell me. Yeah, uh, a lot of reviews have mentioned Anthony by name. I won't say if it was good or bad, but wait, really? <laughs> oh, I mean, like uh, uh, we'll talk later. But <laughs> oh, okay. Uh. Anthony, I love your voice and your opinions, and and I'm glad we disagree on some things, but we can agree on yeah. things. I'm, I just want to come together. One at guy, the end. he just wrote the, the name Anthony fifty times with no other context, and uh, it's a great review. I don't we know if that's Patreon. a good thing or a bad thing, but you know we're what? On Patreon. Thank um, to you. I also just made that up. Anyway, we're also on oh. Patreon, patreon.com slash apmarvel. We're on medium, medium.com slash ap-marvel. And join our Discord. Um, tell us what you think about what you just heard today. We love the Discord discourse. Uh, sometimes, ch- sometimes. 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 We have a good community. There has never been a time in our Discord where I'm like, nah, I don't want you here. Everyone who has contributed to these conversations are very good people and with very thoughtful analysis and takes and jokes. Um, thanks to Charles Villanueva for the graphical design for us, Steve Maltor for the track Jazz Ventures, and thank you to all our patrons. I also forgot, Anthony, where are you on Twitter? <laughs> I'm at the Pizza Taco on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things right now, and uh-huh. one of those things that I'm doing right now is... Um, 
I'm playing Pokemon, and this this fucking thing is pissing me off, and it shouldn't be pissing me off. And Wait, I, I you're playing like right now as you're I'm, recording? On my 3ds, yeah. Wow. <laughs> pay attention to. The I have been paying attention this whole time. I am at Compenderizer on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back next week. I th- I I'll talk to you later about this, Tony. But I want to do another James Gunn episode. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because I. I got some thoughts. Anyway. Ooh, bad thoughts, good thoughts, medium thoughts, ambivalent thoughts, crazy You'll thoughts. have to find out. Tune in You'll to find out. Find out. <laughs> Don't jump the James Gunn. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, now it's working. Yeah, well, do you know how I fixed it? I slammed my hands on the keyboard. Honest to God, that is literally what I did. I'm sorry, everyone. This is a mess. Everything sucks. I hate this. Yep, but I was slamming my hands on the keyboard. Nope. Yep. There is it's not an undo. It is a it is a feature. It is a thing. It is Yeah, I'm I'm recording right now. Yeah. It's fine. Chris will Chris will figure it out. Uh sorry. Yes, Chris. yeah, sorry. that that's the that's the line I always love hearing from all you I'm guys. So Chris will figure I'm it so out. I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, I see the thing is I can't undo it because it was just like a thing. It's the Fonzie feature. Uh, you know, not the Fonzie, Fonz feature where you slam your hand on something <laughs> and it fixes it. The Fonzie, <laughs> Fonzie the bear. <laughs> Shut up, this is... Fonzie bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. right, I don't know what's going on with me. Thanks. Thanks. Wow, that's nice. That's pretty cool. I was also looking up uh, water picks. <laughs> so. Well, in the interim, I'm gonna. I saw this great instruction. I I took one and a half minutes. I watched this instructional video on how to use a water pick, and I'm like, wait a minute. Do I? How much for these again? <laughs> I'm recording right. now. I just or I just ordered a quarter pounder with cheese, and I'm going to order a 10-piece nugget. I just stole your quarter pounder with cheese. And I'm going to order a 10-piece nugget. I stole your 10-piece nugget. You don't touch my nugget. It's disgusting. Anyway. All right. We're all good now? Yeah. Unfortunately. What's disgusting? Is it is it the grease? I, I I don't know. I, I, I I'm just kind of like swearing all fast food for the time being. I'm, I'm oh, being very soft conscious about my <laughs> my fitness and body and whatnot. Chris, and hey, like you know me. what? I, I just got back shit. from uh, from living in a cave. I want two things. I want an American cheeseburger, 
And, um, and? what was what the, kind what of was Tony Stark voice Man? is that? <laughs> I, it's I not, a, I'm not doing a Tony Stark voice. It's my voice. God, don't come like this. Like they got him a city hamburger. This is my voice. I thought I really thought you're doing like a voice there because that's what it sounded like. Well, if I did it like a like a Robert Downey Jr. voice, it would be like <laughs> Rumble Grumble. I'm Tony Stark. Ah, fucking perfect. Uh, okay, want me to just start off this thing? Yeah, do it. Yeah, fucking do it. Okay, I hope everything works. <laughs> Got to take out the phone and just hit voice. No I have that right now. I've been. I, it's been going on for three minutes. <laughs> okay, alright. 